Hello, loves. Happy Monday. Good morning. Thank you so much for your patience. <laughs> um, you know, the universe is funny. It's so funny. And I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on why in just a little bit. But just for context, my Wi-Fi was shut off about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> So I'm still not here. And then once my Wi-Fi got turned back on, um, I was trying to go live and I was doing it in Safari because I always use Safari only to then find out the Safari doesn't support webcam use on YouTube. So then I had to get over onto Chrome. Luckily, I had already downloaded Chrome, um, but then I had to log into YouTube on Chrome and I didn't have any of my login information. So I was like, what is happening? And I'll explain to you why this is funny and a little ironic. Um, and just a little bit when we get a little further into the meat and potatoes of today. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for your patience. Good morning. If you're here, please say hello. Um, I do have the chat limited to only those who are actual subscribers of the channel. So if you're not a subscriber of this YouTube channel, then you're not actually going to be able to participate in any of the conversation, any of the chat. So the way you can remedy that is to just go over to my main page really quickly, hit subscribe, and you should be able to immediately engage in the chat. So please do that if you haven't already done so, because I would love to have a conversation with you. If you don't want to, then that's totally fine too. Um, either way, you're going to get so much value out of today's masterclass. So I'm so excited for you to be here. I'm so excited to be here with you. And um, yeah, good morning, Megan. How are you? Happy Monday. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited that you're here. Okay. So I have a lot that I want to cover with you today and over the next three days. This is going to be a very, very in-depth and comprehensive masterclass series. Um, I'm pulling in all of my, you know, past training as a teacher and we are going in depth. We are diving deep. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's just going to be a lot. So if you don't already have something to take notes, if you're a note taker, then go ahead and grab something so you can jot some things down. I also really encourage you to come back to these multiple times. The more you listen to them, the more you're, it's the more things are kind of going to reveal themselves to you. Things are going to land differently. So give yourself the opportunity. I would say at least it's two minutes and 22 seconds in. <laughs> um, give yourself at least two times of listening through each of these. Uh, just for it to really sink in and for you to really absorb it. Um, I think, I'm thinking I'm going to repurpose this onto the podcast too. So if you're a podcast listener or if you're not and you would like to become one, then you'll be able to re-listen to these on the podcast as well. Um, so today is day one of the Wild Creatrix Masterclass series out of a total of three days. We'll be here, same time, same place, every day, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. And before we dive into any content, I want to just be really, really clear with who this is for, because I want to be cognizant of your time. I've already wasted like 10 minutes of it because that was 10 minutes late. Um, but I want to be really cognizant of your time, and I want it to be very clear who this is for so you can make the decision of whether or not it's it's actually for you. So this masterclass is designed specifically for service-based women entrepreneurs. Um, if you have a product-based business, it can be helpful, but it's more so for women who are building um, personal brands. That's that's really who this is going to most benefit. Um, who either have or are currently building or desire to build an online personal brand, who desire an aligned and authentic online presence, who are ready to feel a greater sense of clarity and confidence in their brand, and who want to connect with their soulmate clients to create a bigger wave of impact with their gifts. Okay, so that's who this is specifically for. And um, like I said, I have a lot that I want to cover with you guys today. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up my notes 
And um, feel free to drop messages and comments into the chat as I'm going through this. Um, but just know I'm going to be focused on the notes again, to be cognizant of both mine and your time. And then I'll come back into the chat and just, I'll kind of take little intermittent breaks throughout and come into the chat and have a conversation with anyone who's, who's kind of present in there. So let's go ahead and dive in. I want to start with a story. Uh, it, it, it was so funny. It actually happened early this morning. Um, and that's, I don't know, it felt, it felt like I, this masterclass had already landed for me. Like, of, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to lead this masterclass and, and do all of the things, but, um, it really landed for me more so and more, I guess, more embodied experience of the fact that I'm teaching this. I, I always, it's always been my experience that before I go to teach something, the universe gives me the opportunity to really, really embody that. And that's what happened this morning. So, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a mom of four, my oldest is nine and my youngest is four almost 15 months. And then I have a, a three and a two year old. So a lot of little ones and my youngest, my little boy, he still sleeps with me and his dad. Um, we co-sleep, we've co-slept with all of our babies. And he woke me up at 1234 this morning. I thought it was really cool because it was one, two, three, four. Um, but he woke me up for a bottle. <laughs> he literally sits straight up in bed and he'll kind of like hit me and say, uh, or he'll throw his bottle at me and say, uh, and that's my cue. Hey, mom, get up. I want a bottle. <laughs> and it just so happened to be at 1234 this morning. So I get up, get him a bottle, snuggle back in bed. And he does this thing where he kind of like, he kind of like rolls into me. And then we like big spoon, little spoon, and we just snuggle. And he'll drink his bottle and snuggle into me, his, his little back to my chest, until he finally falls asleep. It's the sweetest thing. I would never... I know there are a lot of opinions on co-sleeping and things like that, but co-sleeping has been such a special experience for every single one of my babies. Like it's just, it's so special. It's so sweet. And it was this morning, his little body snuggled against mine, the smell of his hair and the gentle rise and fall of his breath. I had this moment where I just realized, you know, how fleeting these moments truly are, how fleeting time truly is. Right. And, and I tried to stay with it. Right. I, I tried so hard to stay present with him and with his breath and with the smell of his hair and, you know, the warmth of his little body. I tried so hard to stay present, but you know, the, the, the monkey brain is going to do what the monkey brain does. And despite all of my best efforts, you know, my mind started to wander. I started to think about this masterclass, a couple of other things. And, you know, within, within a breath, within an instant, he shifted just a little bit and our moment was gone. It was over. And, you know, again, it just reaffirmed for me that a moment truly is so fleeting. And our lives, while they might seem vast and expansive right now, right? We think we have maybe 80, 90 years. That feels really expansive and really long, right? But the truth is it's a blip. It is a drop in the bucket, a single grain of sand amongst this endlessness that is all of eternity. It's literally nothing, guys, but it's also everything because it's our life, right? But I, I think it's so interesting, the, the different conversations around time, right? And yes, I believe time is a construct that's meant to create a sense of urgency. But when we talk about time as a, you know, in correlation to building businesses, having success, achieving, things like that, we're told that we have all this time in the world, right? Don't rush. Don't worry. It's okay. But then within the context of motherhood, parenthood, we're told time is a thief, right? 
And so we have these two different conversations about time going on. And I think they both have their benefits. But ultimately, I, I think it's important to raise awareness around the fact that time truly is fleeting. And while our souls will you know, go on to expand lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, this lifetime is finite. The time that we have here in this body, in this now reality is finite. It's fleeting. And I think it would behoove us to have to develop this healthy sense of urgency around what time we do have and what we do with it, right? What we choose to do with it, how we choose to spend it, right? So you have a finite amount of time here and it is a precious gift, right? The opportunity to experience all of humanness and all of its wild ups and downs, the pain, the pleasure, the heartache, the ecstasy, you get to live it all. Not only that, but you also get to use those things, right? We get to use those things, your emotions, the people, the experiences that create them to self-actualize, right? And you get a little bit closer to remembering the truth of who you are, who you actually are, and your soul continually evolves in this lifetime and then on to the next, right? So the whole point of this little intro is that time is fleeting. It's precious. It's a gift. And here's the thing. The cool thing about it all is that you to decide what to do with the time that you have here. You are in control of how you use it. Right? My phone just dinged. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. So today's masterclass is about what you'll do with your time here. The legacy that you'll live, the impact that you'll make, both moment to moment and over the course of an entire lifetime. Hello, hello, good morning. Right, and all of this inspired by snuggling with my baby this morning. So that's what we're doing today is casting your vision, deciding what the fuck am I actually doing here? What the fuck am I actually doing with this thing that I'm trying to build? What the fuck? Because sure, time is unlimited. Time is an illusion. And you only have so much here now in this experience of this lifetime in this body with these experiences. That is finite. That is fleeting. And that should create, again, a healthy sense of urgency. Not this feeling of, oh my gosh, I should be further along. Blah, 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 blah. No, but this feeling of, holy shit, I'm only here for a little bit. I'm going to make the fucking most of it. Let's fucking go. You know? So I, we're going to cover three specific areas today within the context of setting your vision, casting your grand, extraordinary vision for your business and for your brand. Okay. The first one is going to be to build your backdrop. The second is going to be to actually cast your vision. And the last is going to be to share your heart. Now there are nuances and layers within each of these. So stick with me, hang tight, grab a pen and something to write with if you haven't already. Make a plan to go ahead and come back to this and re-listen to it because I promise you're going to want to. So, I mean, not eat my hair. So the first part that we're going to do, the first thing we're going to focus on is building your backdrop. Okay. Now I cannot completely take ownership of this idea. I heard, um, if you're familiar with Melanie Ann Layer and the Alpha Femme brand, I first heard this, um, idea, but she uses the word context. So she talks about setting a context for your life. I like thinking of it as a backdrop, like 
this is the backdrop. We're going to, we're going to decide what the backdrop is for your life. And when I say the backdrop, like think about like in theater class, if you ever had to take theater back in middle school or high school, maybe you took it willingly, or you had to take it because you had to, you know, sample all of the elective classes, you take a theater class or uh, a drama class, or you maybe been to a play, there's always this backdrop. Right. And it kind of sets the stage. It provides the context for the scene. Um, you can look at the backdrop and kind of gather, you know, you gather these bits of details about what's going to happen within the context of the play. Right. It provides a lot of uh, support material. It, it provides the context. Right. And it's within this context that the rest of the, the activity, the actions of the play actually happens, right? And it's very strategically chosen. It's very carefully chosen. And it's relevant to what's going on within that particular scene, right? It supports the scene. It allows the scene to unfold um, a little bit more cohesively by providing this, this backdrop, this setting, right? So I talk about this as a backdrop. You're setting your backdrop. You're building your backdrop, the backdrop for your life. This essentially is the constant energetic standard for your life. This is the ongoing stage that you set for yourself and your life. The standard by which you measure all of your actions, behaviors, thoughts, and decisions. It should be a reflection of your personal values that we're going to talk about tomorrow. So hang tight there. And it should create a situation where you feel inspired to take continual action. Okay, so think about the backdrop of a play, right? It, it supports the action that's happening, right? It helps to inform the actors. It helps to inform the audience, right? It, it, it creates this kind of constant that's, although it's in the background and you don't necessarily think it's that important, it is. It's literally the scene where the action is taking place and it's providing this important uh, foundation for everything to happen. I believe that we need to have that within our own lives, this kind of backdrop, this, this kind of like a system of beliefs, but also not really, it's so much more than just a belief system. This, this standard that we kind of operate within. So let me give you mine as an example, and maybe that'll help kind of flesh out this concept a little bit more. So mine is honoring my radical self-expression and my soul sovereignty throughout my entire lifetime right? I'm a creative director, brand goddess. I own a branding company. Of course, it's going to be related to self-expression. For me, it is radical self-expression. What does that even fucking mean? It means that every decision that I make, and I've talked about this on my social, my social media platforms in the past, <clears throat> it means that every single decision that I make is honoring my highest self-expression, which ultimately is honoring my soul self, right? It, may, it means saying no to the bullshit that keeps me weighted down that keeps me from actualizing my own highest and greatest potential in this lifetime. And that covers everything from like, you know, the water that I drink, the food that I eat, the route that I take to target, the clothes that I buy, the brands that I support, all of these things are a part of my radical self-expression. And there are layers and nuances, guys. There's so much that goes into this, but ultimately my context for my life, my backdrop, the thing that I operate my life and I move within is this standard, this energetic standard of it has to, whatever decision I make, whatever thought that I'm consciously aware of, and even the ones that I'm not consciously aware of, and it's our job to understand those, to kind of unravel those, unearth those, look at those, whatever thoughts, beliefs, actions, sacred yeses and nos, whatever is going on in my life happens within the, the backdrop of honoring my radical self-expression and my soul sovereignty throughout my lifetime.
So every decision that I make passes through that filter, right? That is the backdrop for my entire existence. And within that backdrop, every decision that I make must support my sense of self, my sense of sovereignty, my highest and fullest expression of self. Within that backdrop, evolution and expansion are natural byproducts because I am continually asking myself, what is my radical self-expression in this moment? What is in support of my sense of freedom and sovereignty in this moment? And with every decision, every action that I take, my soul evolves. I evolve. And with every evolution comes the expansion. Within this backdrop, excellence is compulsory. And my soul's self-actualization is inevitable. Right? This is the standard and the guide by which I live my life. The ultimate vision that I have for myself. <coughs> Excuse me. And then my business and my brand contributes to that. Does that make sense? Drop it in the comments, yes or no. If that makes sense, if you need more elaboration there. So my question for you is, what is your backdrop? And if you prefer the word context, the way Melanie describes it, that's totally cool too. What is your context or what is your backdrop? What is the, what is the support, the foundation behind the scenes that maybe you know, doesn't seem as important, but it's, it's really the driving force behind everything that you do. And I feel like the vast majority of people don't do this. The vast majority of people don't set this kind of energetic standard for themselves. The vast majority of people are walking around with absolutely no concept of their own personal values, much less a brand values, a set of brand values. Again, we're going to talk about values tomorrow. But th this is part of living intentionally because when we have these things, when we have a backdrop, when, you, when we have a context, when we have, you know, this, this framework that we're moving within, it allows us to align with our highest self and to moment to moment ask ourselves, am I making decisions that align with what I say I actually want? Or am I sending mixed signals to the universe? During my meditations, I'm saying I want this. Behind closed doors, I'm saying I want this. But when I'm forward facing and out in my life and I'm being mom and I'm being this and I'm being that, I am communicating something completely different. When we have a backdrop, when we have a context, it makes it easier for our decisions and our actions and our thoughts and our behaviors all to align because they first run through the filter of the context or the backdrop, right? So your first soul work, I don't call it homework. I call it soul work. The first piece of soul work for this first, for this day, one of the masterclass is for you to define your backdrop. What is your backdrop? And here's what I want you to do. I want you to make it big enough to hold you through all seasons, compelling enough to keep you engaged and relevant enough to be meaningful to you. So many people, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment. So many people will set, either they won't set a context or a backdrop for themselves, or they'll set, they'll set one that is low. <laughs> they'll set the bar very, very low. <laughs> right. And Again, we're going to unpack that in just a second. So before we move into casting your vision, because your backdrop is going to support the actualization of the vision, right? This is why we're here first. I want you to set a big backdrop for yourself. I want you to set a context for yourself that holds you all the time. 
right? I referenced Melanie Ann Lair a second ago. Hers is growth and evolution over a lifetime, right? And that's that reflects her personal values, growth and evolution, right? So you want your context or your backdrop to support your personal values. My personal values, obviously, being self-expression, sovereignty, freedom, things like that. So my context or my backdrop reflects my values. And it also supports what I feel like is my is part of my soul's mission in this lifetime. Right. And it's big enough to where it, it kind of covers every aspect and every area of my life. This is not just about your business, guys. Again, like it's everything from like the food you eat to the route you take to Target, the clothes you wear, the decisions you make within the context of your business and your brand. Like it's all encompassing. So this context or this backdrop needs to be big. It needs to be big. It needs to hold you through all of your seasons. It needs to compel you to stay engaged and it needs to be relevant. So it is constantly meaningful to you, no matter what season or area of life we're talking about. Right? So that's number one. Your backdrop, build your backdrop. And this is like, again, this is the scene. This is the stage for the brand and the, the unfolding of everything that you're supposed to do here. Okay, <clears throat> beautiful. Yes, 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 fantastic. Okay, so let's shift into number two. Number two is cast your vision. And I didn't really, I almost didn't call it that because I was like, oh, that just sounds like, it sounds really lofty, but it also sounds really cliche and it's really overused. And I don't know, I just don't, I typically don't like to, to use things that are overused, <laughs> but I didn't know what else to call it. So maybe a new name will come to me as I explain it. Cast your vision. So it sounds a little lofty. So let's ground it. Let's bring it into reality. Let's let's bring it into the, the third dimension, right? Ultimately, casting your vision in terms of your brand and your business is asking yourself, what do you want to create with your brand for you, for your clients and for the collective? Because your brand is not about you. Your brand is an expression of you. It's an extension of you, but it's not about you. It's about who you're serving. It's about who you're showing up in service to, right? So it's not just, what do I want to create for my brand? Like me, 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 me is very ego driven, right? We want this to be soul driven. So not only do like, but it's still important. Like, what do you want to create with your brand in terms of, you know, financial freedom, impact, whatever. So it's not to say what you're receiving uh, in the, the, the process of building your brand doesn't matter. It absolutely does. So take that into consideration. I'm just saying it goes so much further than that. So when we're casting your vision, you want to know what do you want to create with your brand for you, for your clients and for the collective, what greater impact do you want to have? And again, make sure that this aligns with your personal backdrop or context, whatever language you prefer. And again, we're going to talk about your values tomorrow. And all of this should also be in alignment with your values. Okay, so that's really what we're talking about. When we're talking about vision, cast your vision. What do you want to do? What impact do you want to have? What do you want to create for you, your clients and the collective as, as a whole, right? <clears throat> and like I said a second ago, oftentimes people aim very low here. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of SMART goals. Drop it in the comments if you've ever heard of SMART goals. I heard it all through high school and then even into college and then even in the personal development space. A lot of personal development, quote unquote, gurus will tell you, set a SMART goal, set a SMART goal, set a SMART goal. And while there are definitely some merits to setting SMART goals, right, your goals should be specific to a certain extent. Your goal should be, oh my gosh, I don't even know what they all stand for. I just know the one that I have a problem with is the A, <laughs> which is attainable. And I have a problem with the A and the attainable aspect because 
attainable equals realistic, right? SMART goals are limited by the attainable part, i.e. they have to be realistic. And they, they're limited by that because realistic, what's realistic is incredibly subjective. Okay, so if you set a quote unquote attainable, quote unquote realistic goal for yourself, it is going to be based on what you have experienced within your lifetime. Right, something that is attainable or realistic, it is subjective <clears throat> and it's based upon what we believe is possible based on our lived experiences. That's literally how the brain works, right? We believe what's possible or what's realistic or what's attainable based on what we have experienced. If you have never experienced someone making a million dollars, then subconsciously, even though consciously you're like, yeah, that's totally possible for me. Subconsciously, if your subconscious mind does not have the evidence that that is possible for you, you will not even fucking try. Your conscious mind sets the goals or sets the vision, but your subconscious mind is what gets it, right? So I'm, I'm NLP certified and in NLP, we talk about how the conscious brain is the goal setter or the vision setter and the subconscious is the goal or vision getter. So subconsciously, if you have not experienced a reality that allows you to believe in the possibility of a million dollars for you, then subconsciously, you are not going to try and go after that subconsciously, you are only going to try and actualize what you have experienced to be available to you. So I don't fucking like smart goals <laughs> for that reason right there, because attainable is subjective. Realistic is subjective and it is based on our personal experiences, right? So if you've never experienced someone making a million dollars and subconsciously, you're not going to believe it's possible for you. If you don't believe it's possible for you, then you won't even try. And if you don't even try, you can never receive, you can never actualize. Right. So my first suggestion here is to be very self-aware and very discerning is setting a smart vision for your brand going to motivate you or is it going to limit you? For me personally, it's very limiting because I've never met anyone who's made a million dollars. Like if, if I set an attainable and a realistic goal based on what I've experienced, because these things are subjective then my subconscious mind has absolutely no reason to believe that a million dollars is attainable for me because I have no real world experience of knowing anyone personally who has made a million dollars. Does that make sense? So no, I don't fucking want your goals to be attainable. I don't fucking want your goals to be realistic. I want your fucking goals and your vision and your context for your fucking life to be massive. And some people will tell you, well, if you make it too big, then you're going to get, you know, you're going to fail and you're not going to be motivated and, you know, you're going to get overwhelmed and blah, 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 blah. I also personally believe that all of those things are choices. It's a choice to allow yourself to get overwhelmed. It's a choice to allow yourself to like, you get to decide how your context makes you feel. That's why we started there. Like create a context for yourself that makes you feel inspired, that makes you feel empowered that makes you in inspired to take action and then cast a vision that is so grand and so in alignment with your context that you are just naturally fucking lit up to go after it every single day. Does that make sense too? I hope this makes sense. Sometimes I think my thinking is just, I don't know, I'm a manifester in human design. And I'm very much meant to like initiate and activate people. And sometimes I question that. I'm like, is this activating or is this not? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I hope that this is making sense. So you have to be discerning. If a smart goal is going to motivate you, then cool, set a smart goal. If you're like me and smart goals 
don't fucking make sense, then don't set a smart goal. If you feel like it's going to limit you and it's going to limit the capacity that you're willing to show up for your vision, then do not set a smart goal. Set an, a wildly unrealistic goal. <laughs> like set a goal and a vision so big for yourself that your brain can't even really comprehend it right now. And then set out to find and attain the evidence to support it, right? And that means like getting yourself within the proximity of people who have already done it, giving your subconscious that evidence that it needs to believe that it's possible for you, right? And that's another conversation for a whole nother day, changing, you know, the people who are around you, changing the people you associate with, changing the information that you allow into your brain so that it matches the vision that you have for your life. But at the end of the day, all of this to say, you need a vision that's going to call you forward. That's going to demand that you move differently, that you think differently, that you be differently. And you need a context or a backdrop that's going to support your pursuit and attainment of that vision. Right? So there are two things that I really want you to consider when you're casting your vision. The first thing is for it to be stated in the positive. And you might think if you already have a vision for your brand, for your business, if you do, feel free to drop it in the comments. I would love to read it. But if you don't have, you know, one that's like solidified in your mind, or maybe you have a couple of like thoughts that are kind of floating around there, I want you to, 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 to think whatever ideas you have about your vision right now, currently, is it stated in the positive? And your initial reaction might be, yes, it might be, yeah, of course it's stated in the positive. Of course it is. But is it? Is it? So this is one way you can kind of figure it out. Like I said, now that you're, you're beginning to consider your brand vision, Think about, is your, is your vision motivated towards the positive outcome of the vision, i.e. receiving whatever it is, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is that you want, or is it motivated away from some other negative potential outcome and not achieving the vision? Because it's two totally different energies when we're motivated towards a desire versus away from pain, right? So I'll give you an example. Say your goal is being the CEO of a large international company, CEO of your own large international company. Why do you have that goal? Like, say that's your goal. Why, why do you have that goal? And you, you might respond by saying, well, because I love the idea of having a lot of money, you know, making that kind of salary, making that kind of impact. Cool. Okay. So why is that important to you? Why is it important that you have a salary or an income like that? Well, because then I can buy a nice big house for my family with lots of land and, you know, all these other things. Okay, cool. Now, why is that important? Well, because I'm sick of living where I live. I have a tiny garden, never gets any sun. We have these obnoxious neighbors, this, this, and that. And when you peel back those layers, this is called the five whys. Ask yourself why up at least five times to go deeper into the reasoning behind the vision that you've set for yourself. And if it ultimately is rooted in a negative, your, your, you know, running away or your avoidance of a negative, then we need to, to switch it and reframe it. Because here's the thing, we are motivated away from things that we fear or, you know, away from things that we think are going to cause us pain and towards things that are going to bring us pleasure and motivation that's rooted in pain and fear is fleeting, just like time. It's fleeting. It's a burst of energy followed by a lull of reprieve. And an example would be, say you're sitting, like I'm sitting on my couch right here. 
And I look over at my bookshelf over there and it's, it's a hot mess, right? It's a hot mess, which is true right now. It's, it's a, it's a literal hot mess. I look over at my bookshelf. It's a hot mess. And, <clears throat> you know, I know that I will get pleasure if I get up and walk over there and organize my bookshelf. And then it's nice and neat and tidy. And my brain's, you know, my, my brain feels nice and neat and tidy. And, you know, the, I, I do the same thing with my laundry, right? I'm sitting here and I've got a pile of laundry on the other side of the wall that really needs to be done. And I know that I'm going to get pleasure from doing it. Like once it's all folded and put away, it's going to feel so good. But in the moment, that pleasure is not, is just not enough. It's not enough to pull me out of, out of my comfy little couch. Now, if my couch were to suddenly just catch on fire, like spontaneous combustion, that shit, like bitch catches on fire. How much more motivated am I to get up? Right. I am very motivated at that point to get up. So the, the pleasure, the pleasure of thinking of how nice it's going to be to have my, my bookshelf organized, my laundry fold and all that shit. While it's motivating, it's not nearly as motivating as if that bitch catches on fire. I am more motivated in the moment by pain and by fear than I am by pleasure and desire. So having something, having, having a desire that's motivated and rooted in fear and, and the avoidance of pain can be very, very uh, effective at the beginning. But then again, it, it causes your nervous system to have this like spike, right? It, it immediately throws you into, um, fight or flight and, and your nervous system goes all out of whack. And then it's followed by this, this kind of downward slope, this reprieve, this lull, this energetic low point, right? So it's a high followed by a low, high followed by a low, high followed by a low. We see this a lot with money. Um, you know, I know this has been part of my personal experience, um, you see your bank account getting really, really low and you're like, holy shit, I need some fucking money. And then, you know, it's almost by magic. You find the money somehow you acquire, you accumulate the money really, really quickly. And then all of a sudden you're good, good. You know, and there's nothing else to worry about that, that immediate threat is gone. And so then you calm back down, right? There's the, the energetic high followed by the energetic low. And then you, you notice your, your bank account after a little while, your bank account starts to get low again. And then your subconscious mind is going to pull from the experience, from the, the most recent previous experience that it has for how, what do I need to do to fix this? What do I need to do to fix this? And then it's, you just start the cycle back over and it's this high, low, high, low, high, low. So that's what happens when we root our visions in fear. It might give you uh, this oomph and this burst of energy to start, but eventually it's going to be followed by that lull, by that reprieve. And that's just the way the subconscious mind works. So What's much more effective is to root your desires in pleasure. Maybe use the pain and the fear for that initial jolt, for that initial jump. But really what we want is, is to cast a vision that's driven by pleasure, that's driven by desire, because that's what's going to create a more, a more constant and consistent energy flow for you so that you actually show up in pursuit of that thing rather than running away from some other thing and creating this nervous system high and low for yourself that you're constantly having to try and bounce back from and calm yourself and center yourself back from. Right. <clears throat> and the way we do this. So if, if you're, if you've like through this conversation, you've kind of realized, okay, shit, maybe my vision is rooted in fear. Maybe my, my, my vision is rooted in me trying to avoid some potential outcome. How do I then shift it? So it's rooted in pleasure and desire, 
right? So, so it's a vision that's drawing me forward instead of making me run away. How do we do that? And we do that by reframing the motivation so that it's desire-driven instead of pain avoidant. And my favorite way to do this is with future memories. Okay, so essentially what you're going to do once you have set your backdrop in your context, right? Like deciding what that is. And then you're going to sit down and you're going to decide what is your brand vision, right? What do you want to create for yourself, for your clients and for the collective as a whole? Then what we're going to do is consistently. And guys, when I say consistently, I mean, maybe even like multiple times a day, if you can, if you can fit it in. Sitting with yourself and, and closing down the eyes and taking a few deep breaths and calming the monkey mind and literally visualizing what is it that you're creating? What is it that you desire to create within this lifetime, within the context of your brand? And then even branch out. What does that look like? You know, this vision, this vision that you have for your brand, how does that then impact you and the life you're living and your family? How does that then impact your clients and the lives they're living and their families? How does that then impact the collective, right? Ultimately, like how are you contributing to the rise and the expansions of consciousness as a whole and, and create this vision in your mind? And bonus points, if you can tap into all of your senses, is there is there a certain smell? What do you see? What does it feel like? Can you taste something? Tapping in just like the, the whole science behind why we recreate the same situations over and over again is because we're rooted in the past, right? If you've ever read anything by Joe Dispenza, then you know you experience the same things every single day because your brain expects you to, right? So, so we're just creating more of the same shit over and over and over again that we've been living in the past. So how do we change that? Well, instead of using the past as a vantage point, let's use the future as a vantage point. And we use the future as a vantage point by creating those memories now. Well, how do I create a memory of something I've never experienced? You just, you just fabricate it. Like, how do you make up a story? How do you, how do you write a story? How do you, how do you create anything? You just fucking create it. I think we're so disconnected from the power that we have as creator beings. You don't necessarily have to experience anything right here, right now in order to think about it, in order to imagine what might that feel like? What might it feel like to have a world-class company? What might it feel like to have, you know, a, 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 a be booked solid with Reiki clients? What might it feel like? What would that feel like? And how different would your life look? What would your life look like? What would you smell like? Like, would you buy a fancy perfume? Like, I don't know. Only you know that. But this is how we begin to reframe the mind and reframe the vision. So it's not a vision of you running away from something, but a vision of you running towards something. Because that's what's going to compel you to show up every fucking day, which is what's going to take. <laughs> because if you're constantly running away from something, you're going to get fucking tired. You're eventually going to get tired. But if you have something that is so compelling, rooted in these future memories that you've created for yourself, and you tap into that intentionally every single day, man, that is an unlimited well of energy and inspiration and motivation. So if, you've, if you're someone who's, who's, who feels like you've experienced this, you know, up and down, energetic, up and down, up and down, up and down within any area of your life, not just within the context of your business, really within any area, whether it's your health or, you know, your marriage, your relationship, Whatever, ask yourself, am I actually 
running towards something or am I running away from something? A big area where we see this is with health and people running away from, you know, being overweight, right? Constantly running away, running away, running away. So then they start this really, really high, high, you know, they'll, they want to lose a hundred pounds in six months or whatever. So then they'll run, you know, five miles a day for five days. And then what happens to week two? Well, they're so sore that they can't fucking move and they're dreading the workout and they don't want to do it. And so then we go into the lull. Right. And then they, eventually they get fucking tired of their situation again. And then they go into the high, high again and then back into the low versus if if instead of trying to run away from where they are now, they set a context and a vision for themselves that drew them forward. One of health and longevity and vitality. That would serve them so much better. That will serve us so much better in our pursuit of whatever it is we're trying to create in this lifetime right? <clears throat> okay. So that's number two. Number one is set your backdrop, build your backdrop, set your context, whatever language works best for you. Make sure it's big. Make sure it's relevant. Make sure it's meaningful. Make sure it's compelling. And it's going to pull you forward, but also hold you through every season of your life. Number two is cast your vision and make sure your vision is stated in the present, meaning you are chasing after something or you're pursuing something as opposed to running away right? Making sure that it is um, desire driven instead of pain avoidant, because that's going to serve you so much better in the long run. And in order to do that, we have to reframe the motivation. And my favorite way to do that is by casting these future memories, dropping down into the body and really feeling into the sensation of what it's like to already have the thing. And I don't mean do that like once a week or once a month. I mean, do that every day, multiple times a day, as often as you possibly can consistently come back to, to what it is you're creating. I think that's a big part of why people, some people never create what they actually want to create because they don't stay connected to the vision enough. They don't tap into the vision enough. They get swept up by life, by being a mom, by being a wife, by being a this, by being a that. And, and before you know it, they're dropped in, they're sucked into this moment of this reality, which is fine. We want to stay present, right? But we also have to connect to that thing that we're creating. So it stays top of mind. So it stays relevant. So we stay engaged and that takes intention. Okay. The third and final part of today's uh, masterclass is to share your heart, share your heart. So once you've established your context or your backdrop, clarified your vision so that it's stated in the positive and it's forward motivating or desire driven, I want you to fucking share it right? Like building a brand, your brand is built on your marketing. And this isn't a marketing workshop, but your brand is built on your marketing and your marketing is built on your context and the memories that create that you, excuse me, that you can create within the minds of your audience with the stories that you tell, i.e. your content, right? So share your fucking vision, like explicitly tell people, this is what I'm here to do. I would love it if you join me. If this resonates with you, cool, come on. Because here's the thing, people, you can't attract the people who are meant to be in your world, who are meant to receive whatever it is that you have to offer. You can't attract those people if you don't fucking tell them you're there. They can't join you if they don't know you, if they don't know what you're about, if they don't know what you have to offer. This also goes for your offerings. I know a lot of people, there's a lot of resistance when people say, you know, sell every day. Like, but I mean, especially when we're talking about just starting out, which is the vast majority of my audience, 
you're either brand new and, and starting something, starting from the ground up, or you've been around for a little while and you're just not seeing the results that you desire. Well, <laughs> I don't I, I do consulting for this to help people figure out, you know, what the underlying issue is. And nine times out of 10, the underlying issue is that there's just not enough people fucking know. We're not saying it enough. And it's not to be pushy or to shove anything down your throat. It's to just create relevance for your audience. So they think of you. So, so they know who the fuck you are. So I really want you to, to, to get grounded and rooted in this thing that you want to create, this vision that you've cast for yourself, this context that you've created for yourself. And then I want you to share it with people, not to be like, oh, look at me. This is what I want to create. But so people can make the decision. Is this for me? And if it's not cool, and if it is cool, Either way, this is a big part of branding. It's like breaking through this barrier that says, I don't deserve to share. I don't deserve to be seen or, you know, I don't have anything to share. I don't have anything, you know, I don't have anything of worth to share with the world. And I promise you, you do. I promise you your vision and whatever context or backdrop you create for yourself is going to resonate with people. I promise you that. And I promise you the more embodied you are in it and the more consistently you share it, the more people will, will, will gravitate towards it. Right? So your brand is built on your marketing and your marketing consists of all of your content, visual, written, audio, video, all of it. <coughs> and your marketing is built on your context and the memories because what we're doing with marketing, marketing creates memories. That's, that's what that is. We want to create memories within the minds of our audience. So they think of us in relevant circumstances, right? So turn your vision into this valuable piece of pillar content, which is something else that I talk with clients about, but creating this piece of pillar content within your brand that then allows you to establish brand presence and identity that reinforces your vision over and over and over again within the minds of your audience. Right? So bottom line, what this really boils down to is what standard are you setting for yourself and for your life? Within that standard, what vision are you casting specifically for your business and your brand? And then you fucking share it. You share it. Unapologetically, boldly, confidently, lovingly, intentionally, you just fucking share it. And you share it again and then again and then again and then again. Until the point where you, you feel like you can't possibly share it anymore, keep sharing it. Keep sharing it because that's what it takes to bust through, especially right now. There's so much noise in the online space. And if you want to be heard above the noise, then you have to keep sharing. And you don't have to be loud with it, but you do have to be bold and confident with it. And that boldness, that confidence comes in rooting yourself in it. Right. So today's main takeaways, day number one, time is fleeting and finite. So begin to develop a healthy sense of urgency around it. That's not to say like create fear and scarcity within yourself. No, but it is to say, remember and realize like you only get this meat suit for a little while. Right. So what are you going to do with it? Build your backdrop 
Set the energetic standard for your life. Make sure it is big enough to hold you through all seasons, compelling enough to keep you engaged and relevant enough to be meaningful to you. Cast your vision, something that is naturally going to call you forward toward your desires instead of making you run away from your fears. And then share your heart. Because again, your brand is built on your marketing, your content. And your marketing is built on your context and the memories that you can create within the minds of your audience with the stories that you're telling. So share it. And tomorrow we're going to get into personal values and brand values. We're actually going to take your vision. So do this today, do this work today, and then come back tomorrow (coughs) because we're going to take your vision and we're going to take your context and we're going to reverse engineer it to find your personal values and your brand values. Okay which your personal values and your brand values kind of lay the foundation for your pillar content and your content is what then creates your marketing, which is then what creates your brand. So it all kinds of builds on top of each other. So make sure you complete this today within the next 24 hours and bring it back for tomorrow um, because we're going to utilize it. So your sole work, just to be super clear, is to build your backdrop, set your context, whatever, cast your vision, share it with your audience. I am going to challenge you to share it with your audience, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, wherever, whenever you do, I want you to tag me so I can celebrate you so I can see it. And also, so you hold yourself accountable to the work that you're being given here to to what you actually signed up for. Hold yourself accountable to that. I'll hold you accountable to that. And then I want you to brainstorm ways to begin integrating your context and your vision into your content more, more, more consistently. And again, we're going to talk about this tomorrow when we get into values and utilizing values to create pillars and and all of these things. Um, This is really, really laying some solid foundational work for your brand. Okay. And again, like I said, come back tomorrow, bring all of this work with you, because again, we're going to expand on it in day two. We're going to reverse engineer your vision to establish your values, and it's going to blow your mind. Like it's going to blow your mind, not only blow your mind, but also give you so much clarity around, especially if you're someone who sometimes struggles to know what to create, like, what should I create? Is it on brand? Like it, this is going to help you so much. So make sure you come back with all of these things. I'm also going to be announcing my new masterclass here exclusively first tomorrow. You guys are going to be the first to know about it. It, I'm so freaking pumped for it. Like, man, I'm so excited. Like I want to host it tomorrow. (laughs) That's how excited I am. But that, so that's what I have for you today. Okay. Hopefully this is very clear. Hopefully this is very actionable. Um, Hopefully this is inspiring and igniting for you and helping you recognize like, yeah, time is expansive and it's unlimited within the soul context, but within this human context, within this 3d realm, within whatever time you have on this planet right now, it is finite. It is limited and it is precious. So decide what the fuck you're going to do with it and then get started fucking get started. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're going to do tomorrow. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. I am so grateful for those of you who either hung out here with me live or you're catching the replay or you listen to the podcast episode, whatever it is. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to be back here tomorrow for day two. We're going to talk all things values, bring your vision with you because we're going to use it. I'm going to make some really great announcements and uh, yeah. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye guys.